This is Madam Mayhem, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hello. 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 This Hi. is Madam Mayhem. Hey, how are you? Bruce Moore, my partner, Chris. Hi. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Good. We got to get some on the line here. Good. I think Rena should hey. be on. Rena, meet Madam Mayhem. How are you? Hi. Hi, Madam. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. It's good to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Before we get started, I don't know if you remember me. You made a whole bunch of Halloween. I do. That was a while ago, right, for the show? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I remember that. You made some sort of drink and then those cupcakes, right? The eyeballs? Yep, yep. Absolutely. (laughs) Sorry, it's just I haven't talked to you in a long time. So you've been doing well. Yeah, I mean, hanging in there. How are you holding up through all this uh, this nonsense that we're all dealing with? Uh, well, I'm in New York, so um, it's uh, still spending most of my time in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, hanging in there. Great. So, is it any better at New York now? I have some friends there, but I haven't talked about the COVID situation with them for a little bit. Apparently, like the worst is over, but you guys are still like cooped up. Yeah, exactly. So, they opened um, outside seating for restaurants. I think they're opening indoor at some capacity. I'm not actually sure, uh, but things are slowly opening up. But uh, with a lot of restrictions and still, you know, a lot of things enforced and, you know, everyone's still recommending that you just stay home if you can. So it's, uh, yeah, not much has changed over here over the past few months. That's for sure. Are you finding the lockdown makes you more creative because you have nothing else to do or is it detrimental uh, to your creative process? You know, it's actually in the beginning, it really was at first I was like, Oh, if, if, if everyone doesn't make, a lot of amazing music out of this, like, you know, I don't know when that will happen. But um, honestly, I actually, I was like, oh, I have all this time to write now and be creative. And because of, you know, there is a pandemic in the world and there is all these other things, like, it was actually really hard to get started. Um, there was like a little bit of a slump. It was like, oh, like I was kind of forcing myself to do it um, instead of having the creativity come come to me like it usually does in the middle of, you know, the day or when I'm doing something else. Uh, so in the beginning, it was hard because I had I put a lot of pressure on myself to create during this time. But then I kind of got over it and got out of my own head. And, and now it's been it's been good. I've been able to create some things. So I've been happy about that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what the world would be like for creative people right now if there was no such thing as computers? It would be <laughs> extremely difficult to at least get it, you know, get the word out. That's for sure. I mean, I've been trying to communicate with my fans through social media. We released two songs during this time, and that definitely wouldn't have been able, would not have been able to happen without computers or being able to, you know, work with my co-writers remotely, you know, none of that would be able to happen. So, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, it's happened before in history, but, you know. I don't know how it would happen now. <laughs> yeah. When it happened before in history, a lot more people died. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. There was no computers. They're like, oh, my life is over. Sorry, bad joke. Um, right. <laughs> how are you working remotely? 
What are you using? Dropbox, OneDrive, Google Drive? Are you using like Pro Tools collaboration? How are it's you doing funny that? Because everyone uses something different. I've realized there is no universal thing, really. Uh, so I have been. Um, I actually hadn't used Skype, for example, in a while. And ever since COVID, I had to like remember my password for my Skype account. <laughs> um, but um, a lot of Dropbox, a lot of um, a lot of Google, a lot of Zoom, a lot of I mean, Pro Tools and Logic. You know, I have co-writers that actually work on both different platforms. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I better learn how to figure out how to use both of these. Oh, um, fun. And um, yeah, so it's uh, it's been interesting. I mean, I I'm not that old, but like I feel old when I'm trying to figure out. You know, I'm not as tech savvy as one should be at my age. So I've been uh, learning a lot about that. I even like vi like edited my own music video uh, that we released, and that I had never really done that kind of undertaking before ever. And so I'm kind of like teaching myself how to use all these platforms and do things. So it's been, it's been a learning experience during this time. I feel you girl though, about <laughs> <laughs> not knowing and like, uh, respect much, much respect on you taking on the video project. It's not easy. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's never been, I've always been good at collecting the content and, you know, filming us like the band on the road and this and that. And then, putting it together with so much stuff, it's definitely hard, first of all, to figure out and learn how to do it and make it look good <laughs> instead yeah. of like a bunch of chopped up things. But also editing videos where it's a lot of my face and a lot of my voice. And like, I don't know, like listening to yourself and seeing yourself, like it gets old after a little bit. So it's like, ugh, do I really have to edit this anymore? But uh, yeah, I mean, it, I think it turned out great. We're getting good reviews on it. So I'm proud of it for sure. Having said that, I have a sidebar story that's pretty funny that relates to this. Okay. So I used to do audio for film. Mm -hmm. And I would mix film and I, I did, I mixed this film called a New York love story and the director also acted in the film and she mm -hmm. got nude multiple times in the film. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, I'm like editing, blah, 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 mixing. And she's sitting right beside me and she'd be like, stop it right there. And I would stop it. And there she is like butt naked on the screen and also sitting right beside me. And right. Like, I'm like, <laughs> uh, right. It, 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 it wasn't awkward, but the first few times I was like, how do I? It's definitely what something I, to get used to. What do I sure. do here right now? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm sure that was an experience. Yeah, it was different. But, um, <laughs> different. Yes. <laughs> anyways, so, you know, there's that. Okay, let's get back to the band. So, so my question is, how did you choose Living on the Edge for a cover, and how is it doing since it dropped on the 4th? Okay, so it's it, this is a good story. So back when I first started in the rock scene, um, I was playing a lot in New York. I had a residency at The Cutting Room, and we played a bunch of shows in L.A. Um, and we, when we were putting our sets together, because, of course, I'm a new artist, um, we wanted to throw a cover in there to kind of get the crowd going instead of just playing a bunch of original music that no one had ever heard before as I was working on my first album. So um, I was working with Mark Hudson, who um, actually was one of the writers of Living on the Edge, that the original. Um, so 
working with him and he was like, this would be such a fun song for you to cover. So we tried it and like the crowd loved it the first few times. So we're like, okay, let's do this all the time. So like the first year or two of my career, I was playing it live and uh, kind of put my own spin on it and made it cool, made it a little different, but still staying true to the song. Um, And we decided after we recorded the record to record that song so this is actually from the vault so we recorded this years ago and i never released it we decided not to have a cover on on white noisy album we just wanted it all to be original so we didn't add it onto it and i was like oh we'll release this in a little bit a few months a year and for some reason just never released it and i was sitting here in quarantine and i was thinking we i had just released um an original song a few months prior um called breaking down and i was like okay what do i do for my fans now you know i have i have people that are reacting really well to this song and and i'm now sitting here in my apartment and i don't have more things to follow up with at this exact moment and i really want to give my fans something to listen to so i was thinking about it and i was like you know i never released the song living on the edge which i think is so relevant right now in oh yeah time everything going on in the world. And so I, I told my management and, and I had brought it up a few times before and we wanted to really release an original song first since um, we had, we, we were trying to release original music before COVID started, like right at the top, that was the goal. So after releasing the, the one single breaking down towards the beginning of, of COVID, we wanted to, um, do something else and I brought it to their attention again and was like hey remember I told you I did that song living on the edge years ago like I still I really feel it's relevant I really think it's important to release it if I'm if if I don't release it now there's no other time that makes sense um and so they agreed and we released it and I think uh we're getting really good uh you know uh, really good feedback which is great um you know you always get the occasional troll that's like it's not a dude singing it, so it's wrong. And you're like, okay, cool, thanks. Right. If that's the only critique I'm getting, then I'm okay with it. <laughs> that's someone who wasn't going to like it anyway. Uh, right. But, hey, but you know what? They listen to it, so that's okay. And um, yeah, but overall, the the response has been really great, and uh, a lot of people have been liking the video that I did myself. So I'm really happy about that, um, <laughs> and, and that that came with it. And um, yeah, o- overall, it's been really cool. And it's been good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else. I mean, I just like listening right now. <laughs> I'm learning a ton. And and you're talking about doing Living on the Edge, and it makes me think, because COVID makes us all feel kind of like, well, maybe not all of us, but it kind of brings you more internal, internal because you're not so you can't go out and be external if that makes any sense. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. when, when you're talking about living on the edge, I think, Oh man, that's why I, I left like a small town and moved to Vancouver was because of the recordings that were made there. And the original recording of this song was made in Vancouver. So it made me right. think of that. So thank awesome. you. Yeah. I do have one more for you and you seem to be living in, you know, New York, which was uh, sort of like the epicenter for a while. How do you see the music business, and nobody has a crystal ball, but how do you see it coming out on the on the other side of this? Because there's lots of weird collaborations and lots of new technology being developed. I think it might come out pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I know in terms of live music, uh, we are all suffering 
a lot and I know that fans are too because everyone you know even for me as a music fan getting my fix of music uh, live is it's always my favorite way it's my favorite way to deliver music and it's my favorite way to receive music Um, but I think in terms of as of technology and the way things are working now and the collaborations that are coming out of this. Um, I think, and I hope <laughs> that um, we will all be better off on the other side. And um, I just really hope that we can sustain long enough this way to be able to succeed afterwards. You know, um, I know again, with the music industry, there's so many people in so many jobs, not just the artists that are extremely terribly affected by the fact that we cannot go out and tour right now. And so I just hope that um, us as artists and our fans can help support our crews and our, you know, and the rest of our industry that really can't do things remotely, you know, can't, you know, in, 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 in this time, um, so that when we do come back, I know all of our music, all the music fans, everyone who loves live music will be back like definitely more than ever before. So I I do have a positive outlook on what's coming on the other side. And in terms of creating music, I think it's going to be pretty awesome. I think it's going to, it takes time to figure out what's going to happen. New, new things that are going to go on, you know, and new technologies and all of us figuring it out and figuring out the best ways to collaborate and make it the best experience it can be. But I, I, I think we can manage it. I think we're all, we're all, we all love this enough that we can figure it out. Have you started booking tours for next year? I personally have not. I'm a little nervous too, because I've seen people book things and then cancel things and book things. And, and, I mean, I can't handle that with my anxiety. I'll tell you that. Um, But um, I know that people are starting to do that already. And so um, we are in talks with a few things, but nothing is set in stone. So as soon as we're able to kind of get some some things set in stone, I'll be able to announce those on my website. Yeah, Yeah, I I just asked because yesterday I saw Deftones and Gojira announce their tour. Yeah, (laughs) they announced their tour Basically the same dates that it was before, but just next year. But right. I'm wondering, are they going to be able to fulfill those dates? I mean, no one, right. no one really knows, and it's kind of a, a strange time because the venues they definitely need the shows. Oh, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because they're and not getting think, help from anyone. Yeah, I mean, if if for for bands like that, I think they're able if they're if they are able to do that where they had a tour already in place and they were just pushing it back. Um, I think, you know, why not until you know what else is going on? Um, and just everyone just needs to know that it's all tentative um, as much as we don't want it to be because no one knows what's going to happen, unfortunately. Right. Listen, all I want to do is go play live. That's been my favorite thing ever. As much as I love creating music and writing music and performing, like performing is my life. Like that is my favorite thing. And that's also how the band survives. And that's how we get more fans is by the road. So like, don't get me wrong. All I want to do is get out there and tour, but um, we have to see what happens in the world first. But I don't think it's a bad thing that people are booking things in advance. I think it's fine as long as there are these contingencies in place and whoever buys tickets, you know, if there's a, you know, a way to, you know, give them that money back if it doesn't work out and, you know, for the bands. And I don't think it's a bad thing to book in advance as long as you know that it's, it might not work out, but hope okay. that it will, yeah. you know? <laughs> Don't you think we might be sort of 
like getting the better end of the rope here, not being like these huge, massive bands that book stadiums. Because obviously the stadium gigs, they seem very unlikely for next year as well. But right. like, doing these gigs safely in like a small or mid-sized venue can actually be done. I'll be playing live next Friday. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. And we have like what well not a lot of gigs. I mean, we just like released an album and this is completely obviously the worst time ever to do that. And there's just like a handful of gigs that we can play and none of them are gonna be abroad and so on. But still we have a few and they are in those like mid-sized venues where you can actually have like some distancing and have like an amount of people that can somehow be controlled. Right. Or, you know, like they, they can still take instructions and maybe even obey them and so on. So maybe those are the kinds of gigs that are more likely to happen than the ones. Right. And if they do, then that would definitely help those independent venues that are, you know, struggling right now because they can, you know, so, I mean, Hey, let me know how that goes. I would love to, I would love to know. Cause that, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm super happy. It's actually on my birthday even. Ooh. Oh, nice. Birthday. Doesn't it really get better than that? Yeah. Right. That's fantastic. <laughs> An old tour manager friend of mine once told me, when you're touring, your main job is to sell liquor and T-shirts. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's awesome. And, and I'm thinking, you know, that's going to be even more important as touring starts to get back up because bands need money. Like, yeah. think about all the crew that's just been yep. struggling, you know? Like, it's just unbelievable. It's very true. All all of the fan support, I mean, is is much appreciated. Always on the road, but now more than ever. You know, if you if you have the, that twenty bucks for a t shirt, and and you could spare it, and it's one of your favorite bands, you know, it helps. Every little bit helps. Sure does. All right. Anyway, Rena, anything else? No, I'm good. It was such a lovely, lovely chat. It's always nice to hear from other female vocalists in this very male-dominant industry. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Thank there you. are more. There are more of us. There are definitely more of us coming out of the woodwork, so I'm very happy yeah. about that. Yeah, yes, it is. And I think we should, like, you know, support our sisters more. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yes. Yeah, I got my fingers crossed that all your gigs happen and you get to book it for. Yeah. Awesome. I thank you very much for awesome. taking the time. Thank you. Stay safe and good luck. All right. Thanks. Have a good one, everyone. Right. We'll see you. Be well. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.